Joining us on the ticket hotline is Randy Cody. Good morning, Randy. Well, I can damn sure tell you right now, I wish I wasn't on this job. (laughs) Got a mess, huh? Oh, I got a mess on my hands here, George. I tell you what, I'm taking it in the hindquarters on this deal. Yeah. I done lost about 30 grand on this job already, and we ain't even halfway there. (laughs) I'm in the red. I can't cook my QuickBooks Pro fast enough to make this deal work. (laughs) Well, what's going on? Well, the dang building's as stubborn as a mule on a corn cob. That's what's going on here. (laughs) I don't know who built this thing, but they put so much angle iron and the haydock blocks on this thing, it could withstand a nuclear blast. They ain't coming down. (laughs) Well, that's a problem. Well, it's just overbuilt. It back in the day when they overbuilt things, and you know, I had Lloyd neighbors is an old friend of mine. We graduated Mesquite High School uh, together back in the day, <laughs> and uh, you know, he runs a demolition company, and he contracted me because he's busy demoing a mid-century modern out there in Lakewood, and so he couldn't do this uh, computer affiliated <laughs> building. So he hired me to do the demo on the computer building, and 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 you know. I build things. I don't break things. <laughs> right. You know, I don't know my butt from a dimple when it comes to imploding the building, but I was going to improv, you know, to see what I can do with it. So I went out there, and I hit a three-for-one sale on fireworks at a fireworks stand outside Stephenville, and I cleared them out. I mean, I bought everything they had. So I had that building wired up with just all kinds of Fourth of July glory, and uh I thought I thought there was about half a chance I was going to reunite downtown Dallas with JFK oh, when that thing blew. Man. <laughs> you thought you and had I, that much? Because of any fireworks. And I pushed down that T handle, and that building, the outside came down, but that inside just leaned right on over, just hunkered right on over, like it was leaning up against the lamp post. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and uh, and so now I got a problem. I got to get this thing down, and one of my subs. He orders in a 5,600-pound wrecking ball. That's pretty good size. (laughs) It ain't enough. It it looks really small. It's really small, and it's undersized, and I – and so now I'm gonna. It's gonna take me three weeks to get this thing down with this dang wrecking ball. <laughs> That's a long time to be smashing something oh, with a wrecking yeah, ball. Well, you know what? Thanks a lot, Obama. Thanks for regulations. Oh, it's a government thing. <laughs> it's huh? a government deal. I can't get a bigger wrecking ball because I can't get a bigger crane, and I can't get a bigger crane because I can't get a bigger wrecking ball. <laughs> it's the Obama administration coming back to bite us all in the ass. Dang government. <laughs> Dang government, and I tell you what, and, I, and that's not only half my problems. You know, I still got a business to run outside of this little job I'm doing for Lloyd. Yeah, you must be really busy. <laughs> oh, Craig, I got a bunch of micromanaging Park City's housewives telling me about business on about 12 dozen remodels right now. <laughs> Women who don't understand that every change you make means more money. Mm-hmm. Right. I can't rebuild the porch ten different ways just because you don't like the columns. <laughs> and not charge you for it. <laughs> and to all them women out there listening, I know you guys got some women listening to you right sure. now. So I just got, I got a recommendation for you. I'm coming out with a new computer app. Okay. And the, what the computer app does is it, you load it on your little desktop there, your laptop, and what it does is there it senses every time you go to Pinterest <laughs> to, to figure out the crap that you want in your home. To get ideas for how you want to remodel, it's going to run a split screen. On the left side is going to be Pinterest, and on the right side is going to be an explanation explaining the load-bearing walls to you. Because <laughs> all that doesn't work, does it? It doesn't work together. These little designs you draw up on your cocktail napkins have no respect for basic house geometry and how things got to stand up in the air. <laughs> Load-bearing walls. Learn what they are and why they're important. I've had so many women want me to take out load-bearing walls, then bitch about the cost of microland beams and joist hangers. <laughs> and that's always the problem when the missus gets involved, right? When the missus gets involved, that's when things get tough. Always. <laughs> and this and this building owner, I tell you what, I don't know what he is. He's some Saudi Arabian sheik or something on this computer-affiliated building. The Leaning I Tower. Tell, yeah. Well, yeah, the Leaning Tower. And I, I, I told him, I, I said, uh, hey, why don't you let me get up there and grab them 15-ton rooftop AC units off there before we blow it up? <laughs> but the building owner, he wouldn't let me do no salvage on it. Oh. I, I know I could have I recouped some of my cost, 
if they would have let me go in there and grab them rooftop units and all them solid core doors from the building, take them down to Old Reed Salvage and sell them. <laughs> right. Well, I won't have none of it. Are you making any progress? And is there any way you could take maybe a, a bigger swing with that wrecking I'm, ball? I'm, no, we can only take it back about so far. <laughs> you can only take it back about so far. Got two things governing that. Leftover Obama administration regulations and gravity. Gravity going goes back down. so far, huh? Yeah, only so far, and it's going to take the whole thing over. I'm telling you, I am in a mess here. Yeah, it sounds <laughs> and, like it. And I have the bank coming out trying to repo my 3,500 Ram truck that I got. That's, got a duly brand oh, new. Terrible. Larry package and everything. Why are you already behind on that? Because I'm losing money on the Lloyd Neighbors deal. <laughs> hey, do you have any warning for those who are out there taking picks around the Leaning Tower of Dallas? Yeah, they need to step on back. You need to get your ass away from this thing because we have no idea when the little straw is going to break the camel's back. That thing's going to go toppling over, and you're going to be hitting right direct in the forehead with an old sconce. <laughs> Well, good luck, Randy. I hope it happens at I some point in the next Jordan, couple of days. I get her done, and i tell you what, and I, I, I do apologize to you. I know we're about a week and a half behind on that dungeon, that lower room you're having us build right now. No, I have no that, construction. George? I have no construction going on at my house. But it, it's okay. A lot of them restraints you ordered are going to have to come in special for Germany, so okay. we're behind anyway. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking <laughs> you're about. building right. a dungeon? No. <laughs> All right, get her done. There goes Randy Cody. Out at the Leaning Tower of Dallas. This is oh, my God. Uh, well, I wanted to play you a little Randy Cody. to, to I, I guess this is my third attempt to uh, start this episode, so this is what I'm going to do. So I apologize. We are um, had a little technical snafu. So, yeah, this has really been a day. So. <laughs> so let me tell you how this is going today. So I had a break in the day and then I was like, okay, maybe Jacob because Jacob is super busy, almost annoyingly busy, and I get busy and then I'm not busy. Like I'll I'll be running my ass off and then I'm just like twiddling my thumbs at times. And this is like the first time in a really long time that me and Jacob have actually both not been super busy other than ticket stock, but I don't want to go record a podcast during a ticket stock. So um yeah, I was excited. I must have been too excited. I guess I or I'm out of practice too with this podcast and stuff. I just completely lost my head. And so we had an hour long conversation and didn't record it at all. So I want to, uh, yeah. So I'm a little frustrated with this podcast. This podcast is gonna be a little disjointed. I understand that and I apologize, but it's gonna be funny a little bit, maybe. <laughs> so, um. I wanted to put the uh, the Randy Cody in there because uh, I do have some I do have some Leaning Tower of Pizza Dallas uh, things demolition um, in my in my last lifetime I, I did demolition work for uh, when I was uh, just coming up when I was like twenty twenty one so uh, yeah I, I do have a little a little bit of experience with it and I do know you know Lloyd Neighbors is one that we had to compete with a lot I was actually thinking about uh, years ago working with Lloyd Neighbors but they're I, I I don't live in Dallas I live in you know I'm on the Fort Worth side it's just it's a lot harder to get over to Dallas so um, but Lloyd Neighbors gets all the big contracts anything that's been you know, you know, been demolished. A lot of the times you're going to see Lloyd Neighbors, which is pretty much the biggest demo, uh, demolition company in the DFW area. Now, 
lot of times they win the bids, most likely because they probably undercutted everything. You know, most people put in reasonable bids, and Lloyd Neighbors comes in way below. They'll get all the contracts, but they're always cutting the corners. And you see, again, with this this leaning tower of Dallas, they um. If people don't realize, Reunion Arena, whenever they were demolishing that, that was a Lloyd Neighbors job too, if I do believe so. And what was funny about that is they um, basically put a an air ch- a, a, a chisel, one of those, basically a, sorry, uh, they, they did like a chisel on it on, a, on an excavator. And this thing's huge, and they they had demolished everything around it except for the large pillars and then the roof. So basically they were going to do, you know, hit each pillar down the way, and it was just going to kind of fall into itself. Well, they did that, and as they were chiseling it, um, a jackhammer. I don't know why I was thinking chisel, but jackhammer. Is that better? But uh, they they jackhammered the column, and uh, as they were doing it, and you see, go watch the video. Go look up Reunion Arena demolition, and they're hitting it, and the entire thing falls. That was not expected. They made them maybe look smart, but it actually, in my mind, it made them, made them look stupid. Like they should have just, I don't know, should have charged the columns. That would have been easier than basically, you know, using, you know, TNT, dynamite, whatever, but a power uh, explosives to take down a building is, is safer. You know, with having those large buildings, you can't get an excavator. You can't get an excavator large enough to like an excavator, the big arm and it comes in, it's got the tracks around it it's really hard to get an excavator that big, especially for like anything above a two or three story building. So that's why they use explosives for those buildings. This is, it's just safer. I know it seems, it doesn't seem safer, but it is. So with this one, I don't know if they, you know, I think you have to consult engineers, but engineers aren't always the smartest people either. You know, I was telling my dad and he was like, Oh, you know, they're screwed around with a Panther Island uh, bridge, which they're they're probably never going to get that damn bridge fixed or or built. Um, but yeah, they that reunion arena was a screw up, and so this one is a screw up as well because I don't know how you don't charge the center. I mean, if you look. I mean, the the center is very you know it's encased in concrete, and I don't know who they talked to it looked like it had it had gone down a little bit but every bit of that concrete was completely um it was just almost intact i mean it's it's leaning but it's pretty much intact um so now everybody's kind of you know shitting on the whole um uh wrecking ball which i've whenever i was doing demolition i never did anything as far as big, large, I've done big, large, like warehouses and commercial buildings like that, but they were all usually one to two stories. Or I remember I did a prison, which was, I think, one or two stories. Um, but what the deal is, um, you know, there is also regulations, and everyone kind of knows all this now. It's all been kind of coming out. You know, they got this ball, uh, this wrecking ball, and usually, I mean, I've seen wrecking balls with with cranes, but I've seen also seen wrecking balls with excavating. You, know, you just hook it onto the excavator and kind of swing at it. And I've 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 made, we've made makeshift uh, wrecking balls before. Uh, not so much like I remember there was it was a piece of metal. It was a thick piece of. Uh, cube of metal we actually used as a wrecking ball it was really great to kind of you know kind of knock things down without having to you know when 
when you have an excavator, there's there's hoses and hydraulic lines that are up there, and if you get those nicked, you're basically done. You can't. You have to get that hose replaced, and sometimes they can be pretty expensive. So a wrecking ball actually works a lot better. But with a crane, you got OSHA regulations because let's say you rear back and swing that that ball, uh, you have number one, you have an issue if possibly some of the debris lands it can actually take the entire building and maybe it could possibly hit the uh hit the crane it could damage the crane and also seriously injure the person in the crane i mean it's it's a total mess i don't i don't envy anybody and like neighbors at all this is a just a no-win situation and now everybody's kind of shitting on it and it's kind of funny to me of course but you know, it's not, you know, it's a little bit more complicated, complicated, but, um, now one thing I did want to play, um, uh, Bernie Sanders, um, it's, it's kind of sad. I, me and Jacob had a really great conversation about Bernie Sanders and the, uh, you know, the correlation between Bernie Sanders supporters and Trump supporters and why you should be able, why, you shouldn't be shocked that that Trump is even or uh, that a, even Trump. I mean, if there's a lot of people that don't understand why anybody would ever vote for Trump, and there's people that don't understand why anybody would ever ver- vote for for Bernie. And I and again, again, I say, then you're not paying attention. But the here's here's where the correlation dies, is that Bernie is a wuss. He's not a strong person. He's he's, he's He's a weak, weak man, and he's got a frail little heart. Um, but during the debates, he was talking some stuff about Cuba and was getting booed at. Now, inside the Democrat, the uh, Democratic debate, they had basically juiced the room. Uh, only big, large donors could go to the debates, and I'm only I'm totally fine with doing a room. Uh, like on a sound stage where no one can clap, no one can do anything, because I think the crowds make it worse. Because it really shouldn't be whoever can get the most clapper, you know. Uh, I guess it's not laughter, but you know, get the most clapping. I I, I blended clap clapping and laughter, so that's what I was trying to do. But that's what they do in comedy is clapter. But um, so. They booed him, and this is on and 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 Bloomberg's there, and Bloomberg sucks, and he's he's really really bad at this whole politician thing, and he's getting the largest cheers he's ever gotten, and then you look you realize this room is juiced, and Bernie didn't really address that, da 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 da, but here's here's a clip from 2015. I'm going to get it back a little bit here, but here's a clip from 2015 when Trump and Jeb are going at it, uh, Jeb Bush are going at it, and they all start booing him. They all start booing him, and I guess the way to, this is the way you deal with people booing you. Let me talk. Quiet. A lot of times, a lot of times, That's all of his donors and special interests out there. <laughs> so, that's what it is. That's what, and by the way, let me just tell you, we needed tickets, you can't get them. You know who has the tickets for the, I'm talking about to the television audience? Donors, special interests, the people that are putting up the money. So it is. The RNC told us we have all donors in the audience and the reason they're not loving me, the reason they're not, excuse me, the reason they're not loving me is I don't want their money. I'm going to do the right thing for the American public. I don't want their money. I don't need their money. And I'm the only one up here that can say that. From an elder- say what you will about Trump. He does all these things. He has orange skin. He does blah, blah, blah. That right there was a guy. And we're going into elections now where we're super anti-establishment. 
Like, even though Bernie Sanders has been a senator for a million years, he's, but he's always been like an outsider. I mean, he's not in with anybody. He's never really passed any type of legislation. He's not, all his ideas are totally unworkable. Nothing anybody could ever do with him because there's just nothing to work with him. Um, which is fine, but he's not the establishment. But he's also not, hey, you've been there for 40 years. You've done nothing. You've convinced no one. And that's what our, you know, that's what 2016, that election was about. You had an establishment, Hillary Clinton. Been there for years. And Trump's over there going, hey, You've been there for years. You've done nothing. We're still in the we're still in the hole. So elect her. Well, you keep going doing the same old crap and go with me. Give me a shot. And that's what he said. He just looked at the American people. I remember he looked at, you know, he said, Black America. Hey, what do you got to lose? Just come over here. That's what he said. So regardless, I wanted to play that clip and I wanted it to play Randy Cody and give me my uh my HSOs on on demolition but I think that's all I got for us now. I'm sorry about the whole just joining us of the of the podcast. It's going to be in three different sections. <laughs> so I apologize. I'm stupid. That's all it is is I'm just utterly utterly stupid. So um get ready for the next half. It's a new tune called Mary. Thoughts won't come Well, I know that the shakes will And I've got no gun To my weary head Hell, I couldn't even hold the barrel still Everybody loves a catch-22 if you don't, some damned if you do. Outside, it's another day that I've got to make it through. I am sick to my stomach right now. So, here in a little bit, you're going to hear the last six minutes of a hour almost an hour long conversation between me and Jacob it's very disappointing and Jacob has a small window to do these type of things so I was utterly pissed that I was stupid and I didn't see that I was not recording for an hour so I'm going to give a quick synopsis I was talking to him about you know me going to vote and me meeting uh, Randy Galloway, the former uh, retired radio sports columnist, um, sports radio columnist. Okay, whatever. Um, but I met him at the uh, polling place, and his big booming voice comes through the boy. You know, you hear him as you're voting. I ended up helping him. But then we got into a really interesting conversation. I mean, let me see if he's. Let me see if I can record this. <laughs> Are you as mad as I am right now? Huh? I said, "Are you about as mad as I am right now?" Yeah. I know. I probably wouldn't. I wasn't gonna listen anyway. <laughs> Not like you're getting. Yeah. Well, it was still a really good, com- good uh, 
conversation that I basically just feel like I just wasted. But I'm recording right yeah. now because I wanted to get one thing from you. And the one thing what? it was it was the part because all the other ticket stuff, that was kind of man, who cares? You know. We had a good time, had fun, blah blah blah. And the AMA, blah blah blah. But the part where I wanted to, to talk more was the you know was the Bernie thing one more time. Cause that was, oh God, I don't think I can muster any energy. I don't for think it. you could. Ah. Well, no, that's a long and I can't do it. Man, that is real hard. That's a hard muscle to flex over again. Well, yeah, that, that's my political talk for the year. I'm good. <laughs> okay. Well, all right. Well, I tried to get about, but I apologize. And I know. So you, you really are going to publish just six minutes of us talking about Sam Gannon being hot. It's not. That's not what it is. Okay, wow. that's not the conversation at all. But <laughs> it, it was. It was giving a synopsis at the end. Was you know how the how the ticket stock went? And I don't know. But all right. Okay. Good luck. Thanks, thanks for your help. I'll try to sure. whenever. I get your time. I, I, I value it, so I uh, I apologize that I didn't fucking record. <laughs> and I'm back to work now. So. Yeah. All right, man. I'll see you then. All right, see ya. All right. Well, that was Jacob again. And I, I do apologize. It was a really good conversation. But, um, well, what we were trying to talk about was, you know, Bernie Sanders. And, you know, hold on, let me unplug this hold on it's fine but i was don't make any more noise but as some people are kind of freaking out you know seeing that bernie sanders is winning elections now and when he's winning states a lot of them were kind of like well why the hell why the hell are people supporting this guy you know, well, if you understand anything, is people were told, hey, sorry, but people have been told, you know, go to college. You're going to make something of yourself and you can, you can be successful. And then they went to college, they did all these things, and now they still don't have the piece of the pie that some of their parents and these boomers have you know they have accumulated wealth and they look at their paycheck and their paychecks are going to help subsidize their wealth you know giving them social security and they're not even really going to be promised social security so yeah so that was our basic basic you know synopsis of you know the whole bernie thing and and how why why would you ever vote for that guy well if you don't know why he's you know amassing such a popularity you're not really paying attention you just you know well everyone wants to be socialist well yeah of course they're they're wildly uneducated on on the those type of you know what socialists and communist nations are like with with bernie you know he's a flat out he's he's a communist the guy vacationed over in russia during the height of the cold war who does that and he was a supporter of the Sandinistas in in Nicaragua, you know, and those were flat out communists and a supporter of Fidel, uh, Fidel Castro. You know, you can't make the, you know, the argument, well, they had a good literacy program. It's like, yeah. And they were only allowed to read whatever the government told them to read. So that's not a real great literacy program. If they're only able to read what, they allow so excuse me if i'm yeah not really impressed on that part anyways um but we basically talked we talked about bernie and you know it's a populist you know there's similarities between trump supporters and bernie supporters you know a lot of kind of downtrodden type folks who think they've been left behind and and uh, <clears throat> they have a lot more similarities than I guess some people would like to re- recognize. But, oh, man, it kind of sucks I had to recap this and then have six minutes at the end with Jacob. But 
regardless, we'll we'll power through this. Um, one other thing is so we're going through ticket stock and uh, me and Jacob met up. Uh, it's up in Plano, so it's far drive. It's about an hour and a half and change from from my area and you know i didn't really want to go that day if i would have preferred i would have gone saturday because there's ticket time wasters and that's a lot more fun where they're having emmett smith and we're like you know who the hell wants to go see that so meet up with jacob there uh you know grab a beer and uh, he he wants to go to the AMA for bad radio. I said fine. It's gonna be a little awkward because me and Jake, um, Jake Kemp aren't on the best terms. So I don't know. It's kind of awkward. Um, but I also just wanted nothing. I just if you see me, just kind of walk by me. And I want no. I wouldn't give you a mean look or anything like that. Or just just people passing by. It's not that big of a deal. And so I was in the AMA and they started asking questions. The first question was, where did you find your voice in radio? And me and Jacob looked at each other and we're like, what are y'all doing? I mean, this is an AMA and also a private AMA. Like they took your cell phones. You're supposed to ask candid questions, something you couldn't, you know. Yeah, something you can't talk about with other people or you couldn't record it. You couldn't take videos. You couldn't take pictures. So let's ask some real hard hitting questions. And it was just, as we were going, it's like, oh, no one's asking anything and no one's going to ask anything. So let me get up in here and go, all right, I got a question. So I started putting my hand up and Brian Damaris is, um, he's holding the mic and, and the AMA is with Jacob, uh, Jake, Jake Kemp, Dan McDowell, Julie Dobbs is the, uh, Ticket ticker lady, who I love, Julie Dobbs is awesome, and then Jake's dad, Chappie. Um, again, I'm not being mean. I didn't understand exactly why he was there, but as Jacob said, there could have been some interesting conversations as far as like, did you ever try to fight your dad? That could have been very interesting. No one asked that. <laughs> so everybody wanted to do bits, and everybody wanted to just ask for just stupid questions. So I got up and I said, hey, you know, I was at Summer Bash in 2012. And I remember uh, that that being possibly y'all's last show. What was that? What was that? What was that like? And he explained and kind of shocked me that he admitted that. That Bob and Dan had basically taken a bath on that. They made this big run, but they didn't get what they wanted. They didn't get the money that they were looking for. They actually probably took a pay cut to stay with the ticket. I was a little shocked by that. Um, but at the end of it, um, I have the best, I had the best questions. I had the best question of the day and I was glad I did because I think I found it very interesting and, um, nothing awkward with Jake. And I took the mic and actually when I took it, I said, you know, Hey, Hey Jake. And he acknowledged me. <laughs> I didn't say anything mean, I guess. And, um, um, anyways, uh, so we get out there and I, I go in through the hallways. Um, if you've ever been to ticket stock, it's more or less like a convention. They have like booths, a bunch of, you know, sponsors there and they're pimping their stuff out. And that part's pretty spare, you know, and they're doing live radio and there were some pretty good fun parts where, you know, Corby's doing this live, uh, this lady was like right next to us. Uh, she was there by herself, and she was actually a very attractive woman. And it was—it's very odd. Um, very odd to find non-husband or boyfriend w attractive women there. <laughs> like if, like if you're—I uh, got a tip. If you're a single woman looking to find a man, go to Ticketstock. They're your pick of men. I'm not saying the best men, but there are some men there. So go for it. Don't move past me. I'm not. I'm not for sale. But anyways, um, as I was going through the hallway, um, you know they were doing some round tables. It was you know it was a good fun time. So as I walked through, there's Jerry, 
uh, that guy Jerry on Twitter. Uh, shout out. And I, uh, I was sitting there talking. He's like, hey, man, this is the Laddie. And I was like, holy shit, this is the Laddie. The Laddie, for some people who don't know, was uh, the program director for the ticket back in 1995 and 97, I believe. Um, some people were like, well, who cares who that is? Well, basically, he was the one who fired... Uh, Skip Bayless in the morning to move the musers to the morning and to move uh, the hard line into the afternoons. So basically shaping the fabric of, you know, this radio, you know, basically, yeah, shaping that station for years to come, years after he left. So I was sitting there and he's like, I'm asking him a question. I was like, well, I I heard you that morning. I heard the laddie on the, in the morning and they had, they were talking to him, and he was telling the story about Skip Bayless, and they actually stopped him. It was something about a stairwell. I'm like, hmm. I was like, finish that story. What was going on there? And he's like, well, caught Skip Bayless over in the uh, in the uh, stairwell with the receptionist. He was trying to he was, that he was screwing, and I'm like, what? <laughs> so basically, the story is, and you know, Laddie could back it up. I mean, I guess he doesn't really care one way or another, but. Yeah, that's the story. Skip Bayless was fired because of um, he was screwing a receptionist in a in a, in a stairwell. But anyways, I uh, anyways um, so talked to him. You know, he talked about Chuck Cooperstein. How there was a meeting. You know, how, how, I was like, well, how did you? What did you fire uh, Chuck for? I was like, I heard it was because he was reading a paper and in during a meeting or something like that, and. He goes, where'd you hear that? And I was like, I've, I've heard it before in the past. And um, um, anyways, so he said about uh, Chuck, it was uh, he had fired him because Susquehanna, who was the main owners of the station, were coming in for this meeting and had all the hosts. And he came out and, uh, and Chuck's over there just sitting there reading the newspaper. And he's like, what the hell, dude? Like, all right, well, so he fired him. So that's that's that. And and if you ever, I guess no one will ever, I'll probably never see the laddie ever again. Maybe we'll have him on the show. But the laddie is very smart when it comes to the radio. He knows all about radio. And, I, and for the rest of the night, I kind of talked with him and Sean Bass. And it was just so much fun. That part was probably the highlight of the night for me. Um, but, and me and Jake kind of talk about this. Um, you know, we get out there and now it's Emmett Smith time. And I'm like, I have no desire to listen to this. And I have no desire because I can't really even hear anything. I just can't. And I was sitting around and then this turned into basically, you know, cocktail hour to, to meet and greet with your, fellow t uh ticket twitter p1s and so i did and it was kind of fun and uh, everybody was really really nice uh again uh i can't really i'm really bad with names but uh everybody that was on there i uh, uh Kristen and casey and um uh, met ben wookie and that was it was a funny exchange because i thought he was a different person uh <laughs> I just, I'm bad with names and I'm bad with thinking I know your name and, but I didn't know him and I think he probably hated me, but, uh, he said he didn't, but he probably does. It's okay. Um, hey, coronavirus is really, okay. Anyways, um, uh, then we kind of, uh, we were, we were profiling this one woman. Uh, she was walking around, and uh, as Jacob said, he, she was moderately attractive. And if you're moderately attractive and you're walking around by yourself, not even with a friend, we get a little weirded out. So I said, you need to go ask her. What the hell is happening over here? And so we go in there, and or he goes over there and asks her, and her name was uh, Lana. Which, uh, hey, Lana, if you're listening, but uh, and Jacob mentioned her on the other recorded podcast. This one's the 
I gotta do a synopsis of this one. It's kind of stupid, but um, yeah, Lana was. Uh, Jacob said he was. She was really nice, and uh, you know, basically, her husband was there, and he had uh, he had gotten down the flu, but she still wanted to go to ticket stock. So, crisis averted. CIA wasn't like a tailing ticket stock, so that was good. Um, I also wanted to tell a story. You know, we in the previous in the the clip I'm going to play here in a little bit. Uh, it had, um, you know, I, I, we met Sam, Sam Gann, and then after everything wrapped up, all the hosts kind of came out in the crowd and greeted everybody. And I, I ran into Dan again. We had an awkward conversation, but he was, uh, you know, I'm always to the fact that I don't think people remember me at all. But I asked, you know, I was like, hey, man, I really appreciate you uh, you uh, answering that question in the AMA. And he goes, okay. And I'm like, do you not remember who I am? And he's like, I said, I, I said, you're welcome. And I was, you know, and he acted like I jumped down his throat. But we had a, um, but I said, I, um, this is true. I mean, I had to like basically mentally prepare that I was going to listen to bad radio on a different station and be okay with it. And he goes, yeah, well, that just wasn't going to happen. And so I thought that was kind of interesting. But um, let me uh, let me play the audio. Because I guess just for my own, I guess for, for my own thing. But this was what the exchange was. And, and Sam, she's such a sweet, sweet girl. Um, I've really... Um, I really appreciate her. Um, uh, she's just very, very nice. But this is this is what the. Okay, I enjoy. And this was on on Fox, and I don't know why it's not playing like from the start. Let me turn that up a little bit. Here is me on Fox Free for All. I enjoy Sam. I didn't understand why you were there at first, but now. <laughs> I go, she's got something. I enjoy Sam. Well, so that was, and there's a whole long clip. And, you know, at the end, she she talks about, you know, I, I really wanted, you know, I like that one guy who was saying that. So I, I really appreciate that. And and I wasn't being mean uh, to, to say, I and mean, I was just, it's a fun joke. I mean, I, I but I'm, there's obviously truthfulness. You know, you see some sports lady or whoever on the show you're like okay what does she got but you know sam's a really nice uh really nice woman and she's you know she's got a good personality and she likes sports you know so it's that's all you want so um well i I, sam gannon has a full because i don't know much about sam i don't i don't even know and i think i saw that she may have come back come from a oklahoma market but i don't think she's from oklahoma so We'll have to have her on and and see where she's from. You know, give us a nice behind the actor studio with the another dumb podcast. But I think that's all I got. Sorry for the kind of short and crazy ass episode. There was a, there was a lot of great conversation going on, and I screwed it all up. So, well, maybe next time. So, until then, I well, I got I need a nice song to to play us out and. I don't really know what, where to go with this one. Oh my God. Whatever. Thanks a lot, iTunes. All right. See you on the next one. And follow me at I am Brad C on Twitter. Uh, follow the, follow the podcast too. Another dumb pod. And uh, what else? What else? What else? Yo, I know no one pays attention, but straight up, leave a message and I will play. Like, there's a way to play audio messages on anchor.fm. Be a dick or whatever, say whatever, and I'll, I'll play it on air. I'm not afraid, ever. So, uh, get it going. So, see you on the next one. And uh, follow Jacob at JD for now. From what I'm being told, Jacob might not be there any longer. So uh, follow JD Sailors at JD Sailors. So 
That's it, man. Have a good. Have a good. Ever since I can't remember, I've been keeping it together, but I'm feeling strange. Get away when it ain't really safe and it don't seem right. Always know you'll get used to the bullshit and screws they go missing. It's likely they might be, but How long have I not been recording? Oh, God. Yeah, we're going to do this whole podcast over now. Just kidding. Yeah, right. <laughs> Anyways. Well, well the ticket stock AMA. Yeah, that's a wrap. Bad radio. Um, as we were leaving, I literally had been recording. Something stopped. I wonder you, when. It, I wonder when it stopped. Hmm. Oh well. Oh well. So I met Sam Gannon. Oh yeah, the highlight of your night. Highlight. Of my, oh, I can't say that, can I? Highlight of my week. No, it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. You know, um, the whole thing. You know, you can talk to old old girl where I was like, oh, you know what? Uh, that looks like Sam Gannon with a camera. Now I had no desire to be on camera. You can admit to that, right? Because my wife, yeah, was, oh for sure. My wife was like, "Why are you on camera? You, this is not you at all." I'm like, "Well, I didn't want oh. to be. It was just shoved in my face." It really, well, it shoved in both cars, and I ran away faster. You, you did, did run, and I was like, "I was, so you got left." I was like, "You this, literally got left holding the mic, yeah, thanks. with the light shining in your face." Thanks, bud. Yeah, Jacob should have. Yeah, done this like too. that. But the whole thing. Oh. Um, the whole thing, and I found out later as I watched the segment, which is on, been retweeted by me. It's a good day. But uh, I, I saw Sam, so I just said, Sam. And I thought I would just say hi, and she'd go hi, and then walk the hell out of the room. Right. But she jolted. It was like content, baby. She jolted back, and I didn't realize this. But the whole segment is basically, do you know who I am? Sam's, you know, brand new. She's barely a year in in dallas fort worth sure. uh media so she was going around saying oh yeah yeah do you know who i am and a lot of people were like no i have no idea who you are but as Boy, one person as one person screaming at her and not, not screaming at her but you know saying hey sam and so that was her yeah, yeah uh most of the interview was as you said it awkward <laughs> Is that what you Well, said? understandably so, dude. I don't want to be on fucking camera either. Yeah, it was it's it's awkward and, you know, I don't know. It was it was it was kind of I don't know. It was definitely I've never been on I don't think I've ever been on news like on the news before. It was and especially on camera. So but uh, naturally, you know, she, the cameraman had said, you know, which one do you like? Do you like Sam or do you like uh, Mike Ducey? And I go, you know, we had just talked earlier. About well, that's an easy choice. <laughs> well, like, like them? <laughs> Who would you date? Mike Ducey or Sam again? <laughs> like, well. <laughs> Whatever the question is, I choose Sam. Let's just say well, that. Well, I think now, I think we were, we were big Sam P1s for sure. Uh, big Sam P1s. Big Sam P1s. But, uh, if she would like to come on the show, I extend that invite. Absolutely. Absolutely. But he asked her, I go, I, I said, normally, it, it was trying to push me to pick, you know, Mike Ducey in front of Sam. But I said, I like Sam. I wasn't really sure why she was there at first, but I think they've got yeah. something. And that's what I said. 
and this is going back to actually i remember you texting me one night going yo uh, i'm sorry I, i'm gonna make jake sound like a 1920s guy but yes sir you, you're you're like yo what's up with the skirt with mike Ducey? <laughs> I think I believe that's just about how it went. Is you were like, "What's Something up with like that, What's yeah. up with the skirt?" And I'm going, "I have no yeah. idea what you're talking about. I've not, I've not watched Free for All." And so we've see Sam on there. And um, first impression, I don't know. Like TV in person, I think Sam's so much different in person. Number, I don't know. I, oh I, yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, but I, um, Sam was extremely nice and I, uh, um, I was, I was, she was, she was really cool. She was super cool. I, I'm, I'm glad everyone was nicer, but uh, it was interesting to be on the news for that. And I guess I originally was like, uh, yeah, I want to be on camera. I want my wife to see that we came to ticket stock. We didn't go off to like wherever we would go. Cause explaining ticket strip stock. Club. Yeah. Strip club. You know, going to ticket stock is a very hard thing to explain to women or anyone outside of the realm. Oh my god. It's like unbelievable. So you're going where to watch radio? Like, well, it's not <laughs> it's not that it's not watching You're radio. driving how far? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to Plato? What the hell? I wouldn't even drive to like not even Arlington? Like Plano? <laughs> yeah. It's it's a very hard thing to explain. So, God, I'm so mad right now. Though, I don't know how much didn't get recorded because I remember it recording on three. I must have hit a button. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Well, anyways, well, I guess this will be a short podcast. But uh, in in conclusion, ticket stock cool. Actually, was a pretty good inter- uh, experience. Uh, AMA sucked with bad radio, except for my question, which was awesome. Uh, Emmett's boring. Laddie is awesome. And what? shout out to the P ones. Shout out to the, the the Twitter P ones who are very very nice. All really cool. All yeah. very very nice people. Uh, sorry I didn't make it to the after party. I was not going, but Jacob did. What he, after party? He, he... <laughs> so um, uh, other than that, I hope some of this was recorded. So. <laughs> Do you have anything to add, Jacob? Nope. Right. I'm out. See ya. I'm done. All right. I'm done, too. <laughs>